This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right? Or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. Um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. Welcome to the Milo Sweet Podcast, Jody. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's hear a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a wedding planner in Manitoba, Canada. I've been doing that for not very long. I'm on maternity leave with uh, my six-month-old, and I kind of got bored. So that's how I got started in the wedding planning industry. I'm a teacher on my day job, and... I'm kind of glad that I'm not teaching right now, honestly, because everything's online and that is not where I want to be. (laughs) That's a mouthful. Okay, so wait. (laughs) So we're going to pivot for just a little bit. We're going to talk about wedding planning, but since you're a teacher and you're on maternity leave, what are like three tips for people that are at home with their kids? They have never been home with their kids. They don't know what to do. They may have a curriculum. They might not. What would you say like would be like some principles that might help give them a little sanity while they're homeschooling routine 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 Ooh, Um, how do you build that yeah you just kind of figure it out um we we kind of went off a routine that we have or that was working for us here like I have four kids under five here right now and they we made it kind of work so that the twins will nap at the same time. They're two, um, but they weren't napping originally. This is a whole mess. Um, no. So in our life, breakfast is at the same time. Lunch is at the same time. Supper is at the same time. Between those, as long as you do what you need to do, you're good. Um, and then on the teaching aspect, like it's not necessary for your child to be doing schoolwork six and a half hours a day like they do at school. What they have at school is 20 to 30 kids in a classroom that all take different amounts of time to do things and that all need the teacher's attention. We know from homeschooling parents especially that it only takes about an hour to get an entire day's worth of of work done. Well, I am very glad you said that because I am a homeschooling mom of three, but it's very different when a teacher says it. So for those of you out there trying to figure it out, racking your brains or feeling mom and guilt, whatever it is, I think the truth is set a routine, keep it simple and just really do your very best. And I think like you said, as you figure it out and you start to set a routine, you'll be able to reflect and see, oh, this really works. Like you said, get the twins napping at the same time. That gives us a lot of sanity. I think that's actually super clever. It might seem simple, like it doesn't make sense, but those are the little things that give you 
that like eureka moment where you're like, oh, I can breathe. This is awesome. Okay. So we're going to go back to wedding planning and talk more about that. Like what made you get into wedding planning and what is your hope with that? So I started with, um, I started to realize that I didn't want to go back to teaching. I don't want to be responsible for the 200 kids <laughs> that come through my classroom. Um, so my husband was like, well, you would like, you love organizing things and you love putting things on and you need an end date for things. Like you need something and move on to the next thing. And he's absolutely right. And so he said, you should be an event planner. And as I do, I researched the living daylights out of it for the entire next six hours and decided that I was going to be an event planner. So I, uh, I kind of wanted to do corporate and wedding and I didn't have a niche picked out and it was just scatterbrained, like the opposite of organized. And I really, really struggled with that for a while. But all the opportunities that kept coming up were wedding, like people meeting people in the wedding industry. And then a DJ picked me up and took me on for a wedding, just brought me to a wedding so I could see like what it's like these days. Because the last wedding I went to, I planned in five days. So <laughs> like it, it's been a while. But I know that, you know, I've had experience planning events with um being a, a music teacher, I had to plan Christmas concerts, which is basically like herding cats, but <laughs> make it work. Um, and then field trips and whatever. So I have, I have that kind of experience and I love, I love weddings. I love the atmosphere around them and, and just like how happy everyone is and how excited people are. It's, I love being in that atmosphere. What about if you get the, the couple or the, you know, bridezilla, would you still enjoy it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. We talked about the... Uh, I love the honesty. We, we talk about the, the um, ideal client a lot in the planning world and how you kind of have to have a clause that you can drop the client if you don't want to work with them anymore. But part of that, there is a bit of a screening process. So um, it used to be that I met with brides one-on-one, face-to-face to see, you know, get a feel for them. Um, I would like to think I'm good at discerning who's going to be good and who's not. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know that. Uh, but the... Uh, but yeah, seeing people one-on-one in the, like in the flesh, as it were, uh, really helps kind of get a feel for what they're looking for, whether they're laid back or like super uptight. Um, but now I've had to do that over the phone, which you get less of a sense of, but it still kind of mm-hmm. works. I think over the phone and I worked, I've worked in sales uh, pretty much all my life. I actually used to be an event planner for four years. Um, it was at the Sheridan Chicago and at the University of Chicago in Chicago. <laughs> um, so I would say, and I didn't have to do much screening over the phone then. That was more, per- I mean, it was years ago, like 10 years ago. So it was more personal and in person. Um, that's before like the huge tech change that we're seeing happen. But over the phone, I think the right questions are key. Finding the, the right 
questions to qualify the client and then allowing them to, it's kind of like a firecracker kind of question. It's something that'll light them up, that'll get them going, but that'll spit out a lot of information for you to filter through. And that's super helpful. And we can talk more about that in another episode, but I do think that that's a great, like you brought up a lot of great points is starting a business is not just about working with everyone that says they'll work with you. I do think that having a little agility is important, but honestly, it's really about getting super focused on what's the best fit for you because it's your business and it's very different than working for someone and you're saying, I'm going to just make it work because I want to be a good employee, which is still good. It's a great attitude, but it, you brought that up. And I think if anyone's listening and they're a business owner out there, don't be afraid to qualify your clients because it's your job. Like it's your business. It's what's going to bring you joy. And obviously you can't like, you're not going to do that perfectly at first. You, you probably never will do it perfect, but you'll get better at it. And then the other thing you brought up that I think was super interesting was just that tech does present a qualifying fact, like just a little challenge with qualifying clients in general, because that was in real estate, you know, that has been the, the biggest challenge for me. It's just figuring out like how to do that via the phone. Obviously, once you get like you get enough through the window or in person, it's it's a little bit easier, but there are certain gut feelings or instincts that really do kick in when you're in person with someone. And that is it's really important to figure out how to how to get a little bit of detail on that when you're on the phone. All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.